Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's your favorite Bark guy here. It's your favorite guy that goes by Bark. Uh, probably the only one. But it's me. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Let's, uh, I don't have a lot to talk about today, but I wanted to try out this Fiduce microphone, F-Deuce handheld dynamic microphone. I think I got it for like 12 bucks. And I'm an audio guy, kind of an audio lover, so figured I'd try it out. I've had it for a while. I've owned it for, you know, a couple months. But uh, good build quality. It's got an on-off switch. Anyways, yeah, I know. Some some of you like that stuff. Some of you don't. But uh, I want to talk. Kind of want to talk about the submarine. That's like one of those stories that you don't really uh, encounter very often is the submarine stories. Like little tiny submarine takes the billionaire and people to see the Titanic and they can't find it. Which is very odd because sonar and all that good stuff. But I did read, I read stuff sometimes, that um, if there was a leak in that little submarine, it would just basically explode from the pressure. Like, if there was a leak at all, the water would just instantly rush in so fast that it would just explode everything inside of it. Then you're just looking for pieces and not a vessel. So, sadly, um, if I had to guess, that is probably what happened. And that is extremely, extremely sad. Because there's, there's a lot of ways that I can think of that would be terrible to go. I'm really afraid of heights. So falling from a very high up place, like if I fell into the Grand Canyon, terrifying. The ter It's terrifying to think of like everything that would run through your head as you're falling. And I think they said that if that happened with that submarine, like it would be very instantaneous to the point to where, you know, they probably wouldn't have time to really have a thought uh, because of the pressure they're under. But man, if you saw even a drop of water leak before that happened, that, that just fear immediately. I hope that didn't happen. I really hope that they find, uh, man, I, I want to say like as of this morning or maybe late last night, the, the folks in the vessel would have only had 40 hours of air left. So it's like, uh, or it sucks, man. Life is such a fragile thing. And I mean, I, I've talked about how I am half afraid to drive anymore, which driving with a microphone that makes a lot of sense doesn't it but I uh, I think those fears are valid sometimes like would I ever go on an expedition to go see the the remains of the Titanic no I would not not a chance man like if I'm terrified of heights I am surely terrified of depths so not only Johnny Depp, but depths. <laughs> we'll see how this microphone handles sibilance, snake sounds, S's, all that good stuff. But yeah, it's something else, man. 
something else had happened. And, and I don't, again, I know that I, I do end up talking politics, but I just really like reading news clips. But supposedly that Blinken guy went and talked to, you know, Xi over in China, the president. And like, this is just yesterday that they talked and were in agreement to kind of repair the relations between the U.S. and China. And I'm like, cool. You know, like, I, I know that there's a lot of injustice that happens in the world, but you can't, as a country, take on every country with injustice. So when you see that peace talks are happening, you know, trying to repair relationships, it gives you just a little breath because there's only so much you can do about the things you don't agree with. And the last thing we need is, is a war. You know, it's the last thing we need. And then today, um, since I've talked so much hate about Trump, which hate the motherfucker, to be real here, uh, I also am just blown away by like yesterday. We're in agreement to try to settle some of our differences with China today. Biden refers to Xi as a dictator. Like, way to fucking go, dude. Like, shit's cooling off. Let's go ahead and throw some shit in the fire. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, I'm all for standing up for people, but I don't know. To make things right, sometimes you have to use honey. Sometimes you have to get in good with people in order to help and fix and and sometimes you don't I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know every little thing that's going on in both places but it's like yeah, seriously timeline of events we are going to work on our relationship next day let's talk some shit about that person we were just going to mend the relationship with fuck fuck world's already enough of a mess quit that shit man Ah, it makes me so angry that I'm going to have to open and drink this fucking Yoo-Hoo. Mmm. Yoo-Hoo. I don't know why, but when I was, I was in Sam's Club the other day, they had fucking massive amounts of Yoo-Hoo for what was essentially a pretty cheap price. I was like, I like Yoo-Hoo. Yoo-Hoo's delicious. So I bought a big old fucking monster pack of Yoo-Hoo. And I've had it for months. And I rarely ever drink it. You know why? One, because a 12-ounce can doesn't do a lot for me these days. Because I've gotten myself so used to 16-ounce cans of liquid. And two, it's not really that fucking good. It's okay. It's okay, but at the end of the day, it is essentially like mixing water with Nesquik. Not that great. It's okay. Definitely would rather have chocolate milk. The coating you get from the Yoohoo, not quite worth the experience. It's just not. So, another little thing, just because I enjoy 
watching clips of stuff on YouTube and social media and all that good stuff. I don't, I don't have real people on social media. It's basically just like events that are happening around the world, such as America's Got Talent, which I don't watch, but where I do watch the ones that look interesting, the algorithm is beating me down with it lately. And there's a guy, I can't remember his name, but he's a music teacher. Let me know if you've seen this one. A music teacher, uh, I believe here in the States, but he's from overseas in the UK. And he's 59 years old. And, God, I can't remember his name. It's like John Wisen or something. I, I don't know. But, like, he goes on America's Got Talent. And he's a very tame-looking 59-year-old man. Just looks sweet as he can be. Sounds sweet as he can be. And I sure love America's Got Talent and stuff like that for the, the reason that someone will walk up on stage, your expectations are unknown because you just, you know, you always, for an instance, judge a book by its cover, but, but not in any way other than, you know, oh, look, that he looks like a really sweet man. And that sweet man grabs a guitar and fucking melts our faces off. It was just really cool. Like... Of course, again, looks don't have anything to do with anything. Marty Friedman, any of you Megadeth fans out there, Marty Friedman is a very cuddly, adorable-looking fella, and he can shred, you know? He don't even like metal anymore. He's, he's But this guy absolutely rocked it. It was so good, like so good. And I love those moments, you know? And he had his moment, and like, you know, all of his... Uh, I assume he's self-taught. He had his own kind of style, you know. But for all that he's went through, uh, Rumble, all that he's went through to become a great guitar player, like for him to have a moment where those thousands of people were cheering for him, that's so good. Makes you feel so good. Tell you what else feels so good. Uh, I'm, I'm late on this one by a few days, but Juneteenth was a couple days ago, and I'm going to go on one of those rants again. Juneteenth was a couple days ago, and my son, who will be 10 next month, uh, asked me and my wife to sit down with him and watch an episode of the newest version of The Proud Family, which is, oh God, I, I don't even remember what it's on now. It's on one of the streaming services. And so we watched an episode of The Proud Family and it was about Juneteenth. And it was awesome. And I was very proud because my son, like we try to talk to him about what's going on in the world. You know, we we preach love above everything else. Like, you know, you run into a living, breathing human. You know, your first instinct should be to care for them. And, you know, we I feel like we've gotten through to him especially because he's very into it. Like he's very into learning about different cultures, understanding society. And anyone who thinks that that's wrong is, uh, again, we go back to fear. The whole critical race theory about like, oh, we're just teaching everybody that white people are terrible. White people were terrible 
and a lot of people of all races, nationalities, and cultures are bad people. Like, but it's that fear of having someone look down upon you for the first time, for the first fucking time. Like, that's why people want to stop critical race theory because they don't want to look like the bad guy. Like, and be looked down upon. But every other race and culture is looked down upon by white society at some time or another. And that doesn't mean that that blame extrapolates to everyone. It just needs to be known. You can't go forward unless you look back. So to stop us from looking back is keeping us from going forward. But I... I I'll never understand that. Like, and, I, and I've heard some grumblings, like people talking about the holiday that is Juneteenth. Like, motherfuckers, we got Columbus Day. That shouldn't be a holiday. Are you kidding me? That's a bullshit holiday. Bullshit holiday. Ask anybody with fucking any bit of sense to them about that holiday, and they'll tell you it's a bullshit holiday. Juneteenth, that's some real shit. And I was very proud of my son for, like, watching that episode recognizing what happens in that episode and then wanting us to experience that episode with him thought it was really cool it's just a really cool moment proud moments like if teachings can make your children love more and understand to love more how the fuck is that wrong how the fuck is that wrong and people say like you're forcing this on them forcing this on them forcing that on them Algebra was forced on me. I didn't want that shit on me. I made the decision not to take it anymore. So anything that is forced on you, like, at some point you can make the decision to be done with it. As I was growing up, a lot of family that were not great people were forced on me. And then at some point, I got to say no more. You know? No. So, I, it, it just blows my mind sometimes. The things that people get upset about the, the upset about teachings of injustices from the past is so much more snowflakey than being upset about injustices fuck I, I I dive here a lot it happens but man that's the world we live in we live in a world where you know there's change is is attempting to be made make no mistake about it the reason those changes are trying to uh reason people are trying to make those changes is because as we go further in time away from those injustices the less people understand them not everyone because of course you've got you know my generation generation before me generation before that raised a certain way and uh, chose to not educate themselves further than what their parents could educate them or were willing to educate for that matter but the longer we stray away from those days the, the more faded it becomes so it's it's not like we that we as in people that are trying to point out injustice and trying to make the world a little bit of a better place it's not about anything more than 
that shit was in the past. We live in a different world now. Like we've we've got so much more love for each other. And I believe that. I believe that as a whole you have a an absolute ton more people with with love for other humans than there used to be. And some people can't handle that because it means that their kind is getting less love. That's that's what it all boils down to. And it's the fear of less love and less recognition and less superiority that just fucks it all up. You fuck it up for everyone. You superior elitist assholes. Motherfuckers. <sighs> Why you gotta ruin it? Why you gotta ruin it? Anyways, I'll get off that topic. I'll go for a few more minutes here. How's the F deuce sounding? Is it dropping a big deuce or is it, uh, you know, tasty like chocolate? Tasty like chocolate. Who's listening to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? That is one of those bands I really have not been able to get into. I haven't really tried that hard. I just realized I'm probably fucking my neck up by trying to sit the way I'm sitting. And now... My mic is a little... No, it's fine. Anyways, I'm going to be sitting like this. It's going to be weird for a bit. You're going to see my, my second chin a lot. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. One of those bands that... Uh, see, now it's... Uh, I'm not hit, I'm not peaking like I was before. Anyways, uh, that band does a lot of weird shit. A lot of weird shit. They change their styles. Like, album to album, they'll do different things sorry about this they'll uh they'll do like a, a jazz fusion thing and then they'll do uh just dance rock and then they'll do I know they released like a metal album a while back ago and they released like five albums in 2022 really giving Weezer a run for their money but they did an album it's got such a long title I can't remember it but it's got like a fucking uh what what's uh ch like chinese dragon is that a real animal it's got some kind of like dragon iguana thing on the cover in a apocalyptic background fucking stellar album it's like a mix between tool and motorhead and uh creator thrash band creator absolutely killer album and i was like holy shit like i saw it was a new release the other day and i put it on i was like whoa like, I've never listened to the metal album by King Gizzard. Never listened to that one. But I tried other ones. I There's so many fucking albums, you can't find it. This band came out in 2011. 2011. So what are they, 12 years old? They have 23 albums. In 12 years, they have 23 albums. Lo and behold... They'll probably pump another one out before this year is over, and they'll be on an average of two albums a year. Balls in your court, Tool. You and your one album every eight-year average or whatever the fuck it is. Balls in your court. But that album was absolutely killer. It's doomy. You know, it's not, it's not very straightforward, I guess you could say. So don't go into it thinking you're just going to hear, uh, like, thrash metal and that kind of thing because it's not 
I mean, it, it's a mix of genres, but it's all, it's heavy. A little Mastodon-ish, a little King Buffalo-ish, you know, good stuff. I highly suggest checking that one out. New Queens of the Stone Age album. I was worried about that one because one of the singles that came out was kind of, eh, you know, weird. But uh, now that that's out, but, uh, now that that is out, that is a killer album. So much better than Villains. Villains was kind of weak. Like Clockwork is their best work, in my opinion. And uh, this one's, yeah, somewhere in between so far. Sounds really good. Foo Fighters album, I have not given enough time to. I don't know why. Normally, I deep dive the fuck out of a new Foo Fighters album. But this one, I have not. And what I have heard is really good. Like, legitimately fucking good. It's like a, such a mix of the first five albums, maybe? Mix of the first five or six albums. And it's it's really, really good, but I just... Maybe I haven't been in the mood. Maybe I haven't been in the mood for it, I guess. I don't know. Kind of a strange thing. Foo Fighters are like my favorite band, probably. Used to be Tool. But Tool got a little, you know. Some bands age really well. Like the Foo Fighters. And some bands don't age quite the same. I feel like Tool, when you take those kind of breaks. Don't get me wrong. Fear Inoculum was a really good album but it pales in comparison in my opinion to Lateralus and 10,000 Days for that matter like I would slot Fear Inoculum oh man it might be I think I would actually say that it is their worst album and I do not mean that in a derogatory way because the margins are so razor thin like I'll rank them real quick for fun Tool albums the best Tool album of all time is Lateralis in my opinion followed by Anima and the margin is razor thin between those two Lateralis is kind of clearly my favorite though but it's still razor thin and then 10,000 Days behind Anima, the number three slot. Again, razor thin. Razor thin. And then, and then, Undertow, which I love. I could almost listen to that right now after I said I'm kind of burnt out on Tool. Sober, I can't, can't listen to that anymore. That song is like, oh God, it was played so much when I was young. But the rest of that album is fucking great. See what I mean by razor thin margins? And then Fear Inoculum right below Undertow with a razor thin margin. Because I, I mean Fear Inoculum when it came out, we waited 13 years for that son of a bitch to drop. And it stayed in my CD player because I had a CD player at the time way back in 2019 when that album dropped. Four years already for God's sakes. But when that album dropped, I listened to it just like any other Tool album on repeat for long stretches at a time and I was very satisfied with it as a release. Now, 
it definitely faded faster than any Tool album for me. 10,000 Days stayed in my CD player a lot longer. Uh, Lateralis stayed in my CD player for like a year without me removing it. No shit. Doesn't mean I listen to it every time. I had a USB port for MP3s. But it that disc stayed in there for that long. And uh, same thing with 10,000 Days Undertow, whole nine yards. Opiate, I'm leaving out a little bit. It's an EP. It's good. It's always going to be last. It just is. And it's still great. Still love it. But it's always going to be last. But, uh, yeah, that that's the razor-thin margin. But Fear Inoculum, whereas Lateralis and 10,000 Days, which had some, uh, like, the you know, the, the tempos and the sound changes, they, they switched up a lot. And so does Fear Inoculum. But Fear Inoculum sometimes will chug on with the same chugging riff and similar drumbeat a little longer than any album they've done prior to it. So it was like a little less tempo changey. But those tempo changes were chef's kiss when they did happen. They were great. Really, really good. So it's like, you know, no disappointment with that album. We're talking 13 years later. And that was what? 13 years after 10,000 Days? Which some people thought was a bit of a letdown. I thought it was great. It was a fucking great album. And Fear Inoculum, pretty great in its own right. Just not quite the same. I'm home. I'll quit boring you about Tool and all of the likes. Maybe I'll just do some album rankings on this. Maybe In the Car with Bark will be part album rankings when I get talking about music and shit. Tool, Injustices, and Bouncing Microphones. <laughs>